Chapter One of Buffalo Bill from Prairie to Palace. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Buffalo Bill from Prairie to Palace by John M. Burke. Introductory. Half a century or less ago, the people then active in the world were unable to move from place to place more rapidly than in the days before the Christian era. The fickle winds drove ships out of their course and baffled their efforts to hold on their way to their destination. On land, the rapidity of progress from place to place was measured by the fleetness of a horse. The steam engine was in its infancy. The telegraph and other electrical devices were only known through the fable of the singing tree and the talking fountain in the tales of the Arabian Nights. Glittering gold still lay unheeded and unseen in the beds of California streams. The great peaks of the Rockies towered into the clouds, their grandeur and beauty unknown to a world which had not then heard the sound of the waters thundering down the cliffs of the Yosemite, a rival of Niagara. Amid the beauties of the Garden of the Gods reigned a stillness as profound as that which pervaded the Garden of Eden before the creation of man. But already the fearless and restless white man was on discovery bent, and, with his face turned always toward the setting sun, one by one the glories of the continent were seen and heralded. Brev Captain John C. Fremont of the United States Topographical Engineers, with the famous Kid Carson as his guide, was exploring and opening up the great trail which was to connect the two oceans. The fur traders were settling in the northwest, and Astoria was coming into notice, while the echoes of Bonneville's adventures were heard in the eastern world. Among the men who found the east growing crowded was Isaac Cody, who was then living in Iowa. He was a fine type of the western frontiersman, well-educated, enterprising, and fearless. Leaving his home, with his family he started across the plains. His journey continued until he reached a point in Kansas, near Fort Leavenworth, and here he made a camp and proceeded to build a new home. Little Billy was then a boy, living the life and learning the lessons of the plains, while Humboldt was wondering what secrets were hidden in the center of the continent and the geographical societies of the world were speculating upon the mysteries that lay far beyond the banks of the Father of Waters. At that time this region was as little known and as dark a continent as Africa before the courage of Stanley laid bare its confirmation in geography. The Indians had not then been confined to reservations, but were fiercely resisting the encroachments of the white man upon their territory. They disputed, step by step, the advancement to the westward of the borders of civilization with a fiercer, because more ignorant, determination to resist subjugation than is known in the history of the world. In this atmosphere, and amid such surroundings, this boy grew up, and his rapid development was a natural result of such conditions. Physical exercise in the open air developed his frame, and provided the steady hand and quick eye. Surrounded by enemies, he lived amid dangers so constant and ever-present that they became part of his daily life, and fear was unknown. Self-preservation taught him to oppose strategy with strategy, and to learn the wiles of the red man in order that he might exist in his country, and to study the habits of the animals infesting the country, for the dual purpose of avoiding danger and providing himself with food and raiment. At the same time, this wild life broadened his moral nature, expanded his mind, and prepared it to receive great truths. Broad men are the product of broad countries. Narrowness and prejudice are insular. Sir Charles Duke has recorded the history of Greater Britain, 
but during the lifetime of this frontier boy he has seen with his own eyes the growth of greater america in the short span of a life still in its prime he has seen the slow wagon train crawling over the weary miles of the wind-swept prairie harassed by indians and other foes and he has seen the long parallel iron rails push their way across the map of the continent until they span it from gulf to gulf and from ocean to ocean the prairie schooner and the pony express have in his time given way to the pullman coach and the electric wire in his boyhood the strife and struggles the perils and privations which had beset the puritans in new england a century before were being reenacted on the western plains and of this period in the development of our country this boy can truthfully say all of which i saw and part of which i was in later life when great military commanders entrusted their lives and those of their men to his keeping they did it with unhesitating confidence begotten of the knowledge that he was born and trained upon the spot a veritable product of the soil his father having died while he was still young he matured early his widowed mother taught the boy at her knee the elements of reading and writing and thus laid the foundation of an education which he had completed in the school of the world living for years in cabins or tents and oftener under the canopy of heaven pursuing a career of independent activity which carried him through the various stages of cattle herder teamster bronco buster wagon master stage driver pony express rider hunter guide scout and soldier he still found time to acquire an education which added to his native refinement and gentleness of bearing enables him to appear to advantage in any society or place while perfection exists only in the other world and is not claimed for him the herder and scout has borne inspection and passed muster in the accepted centers of refinement and cultivation of the world from the rocky mountains to the Colosseum at rome is a far cry and yet this is the history of the settler's son now known around the world as colonel william f cody or buffalo bill the pages of this book are not devoted to the recording of a legend wherein the untutored wild and reckless roamer of the plains has by chance or the magic of phenomenal powers won the open sesame to the grandeur of patriarchal palaces but rather to the telling of how native courage and brilliant daring combined with sincerity of purpose and purity of motive have made savage warriors of the prairies to welcome and appreciate the joys of peace have opened in the heart of apparently desert places storehouses of wealth and shown princely powers that manhood prowess and honor are found as truly on the prairies of the great west as in the centers of art and civilization the sturdy hero of the plains has been met by gracious hands at the portals of the palace the discovery that a new world existed on the western shores of the atlantic was scarcely more a surprise to the grandees of the old world than the realization that far beyond the great father of the waters there existed a country whose inhabitants were hunting buffaloes and living in rude tents on prairies and amid rugged mountains which needed but the plow and the miner's pick for keys to unlock treasuries filled with richer products and rarer gems than the bright gleam of the mythical aladdin's lamp e'er shone upon now the world recognizes and gives tardy but sincere applause to the venturesome spirits that first directed the attention of the world to the grandeur and latent power of the great west 
occasionally a noble of the east in search of sport and adventure visited this new country and returning told of its vastness and magnificence romancers upon a few facts accepted with hesitation built stories which though thoroughly entertaining were regarded as novels never as histories taking up the thread of the beautiful story so graphically told by the facile pen of washington irving in his narration of the fur traders trials adventures and discoveries and weaving all into a contemporaneous history our cody and his fellows have gathered together the living actual facts of the prairies and held them up to the wondering admiring gaze of the world in the courtyards of the palaces of europe the barefooted urchin that astride of his fleet-footed bronco rode with a smile through every danger carrying news and cheer from old homes in the east to the strugglers of the prairies has since been accorded courtly welcome by crowned monarchs to whom he has exhibited in triumph trophies of american valor and american enterprise kingly warriors have dragged captives chained to their chariot wheels as proofs of their victories subjects have shouted loud paeans of praise and glory of their lords and princesses returning as victors but when save in the history of william f cody have the conquered walked hand in hand with the conqueror willing witnesses to the glorious achievements or when before have kings and queens and emperors joined in according glad applause to a victor whose only royal heritage was his native manhood and whose only spoils of victory were willing captives of peace and civilization from this man's life deeds and successes others may glean lessons of endurance and courage in days of trial of hope in moments of despair and of gentleness and generosity in the hour of triumph with the earnest wish that such results may accrue from a perusal of these pages let us first recall buffalo bill's record as a gallant and trusty scout End of chapter 1 Read by Thomas Thorson